0: It's Christmas time again. It's time to be nice to the people you can't stand all year. I'm growing tired of all this Christmas cheer. You people scare me. Please stay away from my home. If you don't wanna get me down, just leave the presents and then leave me alone. Hello everybody. Today's a very special episode of the Thoughts Inside Our Head podcast for many reasons. One. Christmas time. I mean, the snow is not coming down, but you can imagine the snow is falling down. You probably have trees set up in your house, a nice ambiance, a nice, you know, feng shui going on, a very jolly feng shui going on.
1: Perhaps sipping on
0: some ice cold eggnog. Mm, Colby has tried eggnog now. We're going to get into that later. And it's another special episode because sitting next to me, is my very lovely wife, Emily, who's making her Thoughts Inside Our Head podcast debut. Emily, say hello.
2: Hello.
1: She's also eating um, a very, very good-looking Cold Stone Creamery um, concoction. I don't know exactly
0: know what it is. What are you eating, Em?
2: It's uh, sweet cream ice cream with brownies and caramel. Everybody try it.
0: <laughs> it looks absolutely delightful. And Colby and I are drooling over it because we are on the last day of No Excuse November. Is that what you decided? It was called
1: yep the broier the name the, uh, better, the right? more legit it sounds kind of the same thing with pre-workouts the more
0: insane the name uh typically the better it works in my opinion so we'll get into how i did and how things went here in a second but i do want to admit that this challenge has increased my caffeine intake quite a bit
1: let's talk milligrams what are we talking per day
0: okay so i wake up and i do a scoop of pre which is probably about 250 pre workout okay sometimes you need to clarify sorry um and then <laughs> um the stem the rack stem how much is in that do you know off the top of your head honestly that stuff is filled with
1: radioactive plutonium from right. whatever happened in chernobyl i don't know
0: right and then i i i take a break and then in the afternoon i come in with another energy drink sometimes it's just a nice 160 rockstar lemonade which we're <clears> sipping <throat> on right now um And other times, it's Adrenaline Shock. Shout out to our sponsors, Adrenaline Shock, which is another 300. And then if we podcast later that night, I throw in another energy drink to bring the energy up.
1: So basically what you're saying is there are some days where you're closing in on four digits.
0: Yes, some days. Especially if you're rounding up. Yeah, rounding up. I don't know what's in that BCAA rack stuff, Um, but whether or not it's a lot of caffeine... Whatever it is, it makes me sweat and it gets me buzzed all day.
1: Caffeine tainted with speed, tainted Mm -hmm. with... I honestly don't know what... I'm going to go with plutonium from Chernobyl.
0: Yeah, and it's going to be fun when they do the Netflix documentary on us and our cocaine addiction and they can see how we started out with just caffeine and slowly went to a dark path.
1: You know, it's one of those things where, especially right now, you hear about COVID and the possible side effects, one being death, but some (laughs) (laughs) some of the scarier ones, in my opinion... Um, is well, chances are we're not gonna die, to be honest with you. The, obviously, there's a possibility we're healthy individuals, there's always that chance, but that's yeah,
0: debatable that I'm healthy.
1: Well, the, if the people could see you now after 30 days of no excuse November, all chiseled and stuff, they know you're healthy.
0: I look like handsome Squidward with this jawline. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Too bad you can't play the clarinet. Oh, dang it. Um, but like the side effects of like uh, what what does that call it? Vasculitis, where basically the virus gets into your blood and just affects a bunch of different crazy organs downstream and i don't know where i was going oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) pre-workout who knows what pre-workout's going to do to us in the next 20 30 years who knows what the long-term effects of it are we don't know same thing with covid um they're both scary and uh that's all i was getting with
0: that and what's your take on pre-workout
2: i took pre-workout one time one time (laughs) i took half a scoop and I was sweating <laughs> profusely and my body was tingling and I've never done it ever again because I felt like I was dying.
1: That's,
0: that's my morning every day.
2: So that's my take.
1: It's hot just
0: like you feel after you take pre-workout. Hot take. Oh, fire take there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, anyway, this week was fun. Um, or this last week. We, we had some conversation around Thanksgiving, right? First of all, Kolb, how was how did Thanksgiving go?
1: Dude, Thanksgiving was fun. Um, interestingly enough, my parents got stuck in Canada for Thanksgiving, which is ironic because They don't celebrate. Thanksgiving. Canadian Thanksgiving happens sometime in October cuz they do things wrong up there. What are they even th-
0: thankful for? Not the sun cuz it's not there. <laughs> not healthcare. grass cuz you can't see it. And what?
2: They're thankful for better healthcare.
0: Better healthcare? I'm thrown out healthcare takes
1: no. The thing is, my brother-in-law who's in medical school there would debate whether or not their healthcare is better. At this point, and he's worried about it. But that's a conversation for another time. Others would argue that the healthcare is better there. Um, nonetheless, uh, who's the prime minister there? Trudeau? Yeah, Fair he's right? yeah. young. He is young. Um, but uh, yeah, so they got stuck, which means I had a... there's a high likelihood that I would end up not having anywhere to eat for Thanksgiving. And so I have a friend that invited me down to St. George to uh, eat with her family and, and spend the weekend. And it was honestly delightful because... It's St. George. It's yeah. sunny. Um, we played games. We played spike ball. And?
0: And guess? Um, no one was good enough to really challenge you, but I I, I do know if Max and I were there, it would be a different story. <laughs> For all the listeners out there, we can't get it
1: twisted here. Um, I have a... I don't know what exactly my, my record, my winning percentage is against you guys in uh, I think spike it's like ball.
0: maybe 400.
1: No. I'm pretty sure Lacey <laughs> and I are up by at least three games. Sorry, Max. But... Uh, yeah, we, we, I had some success down there. It was a good time. Ultimately, the food was great. I had way too much pie because I hadn't had sugar and who knows how long. Okay, what he, pie? Let's talk. We had a chocolate pecan. Oh. We had banana cream. Oh, yeah. We, there was a lemon meringue involved. Tell me this. Have you heard of chocolate chess before? Chocolate chess? Chess. No. I'd never heard of it either. Em, have you heard of chocolate chess pie?
0: No, what She's, is it?
1: So chocolate chest pie. Typically, when you have a, a general chocolate pie, it's like more moussey and like yeah, like puddingy kind of. But chocolate chest is more baked, so it's not quite cake level, but it's like. I heard like, about before then. Apparently, they eat something like that on the help. I don't know. It was really great. Um, what else? There, I think there was a s'mores pie involved as well. They went all out with the pies. There was like did you five eat pies. All
2: of those pies.
0: I did try all of those pies.
2: Good. Nice.
0: I, I, I felt pretty good about it. We had a pie situation. Um, Em, do you want to tell your pie story?
2: So, I am very basic, and you cannot have Thanksgiving without a pumpkin pie.
0: There was a pumpkin pie
1: involved with mine as well. Okay, For the listeners.
2: So, you can't have Thanksgiving without a pumpkin pie. I have never met Kurt's grandparents, so all I said was, can you just ask them if there's going to be a pumpkin pie there? And Kurt, instead, on the phone call, said, Emily has personally requested a pumpkin pie, so I've already... Super embarrassed by that, right?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that was technically the translation. (laughs) You did, anyway.
2: I did, yeah. So then, the day before Thanksgiving, his grandmother sits down with Kurt Kent, his brother. She's like, I have to tell you guys something. I've got a pie from Costco, so the Costco pies are like double. Have you
0: seen a Costco pie? They
2: are huge. I've seen the Costco
1: pies, and I'm curious things like fish that come from Costco. There's lots of things that come from Costco that are actually surprisingly good. Yeah. Is the pumpkin pie one of
0: those things?
2: 100%.
0: It was it was delightful. It I'm not going to lie. So My, like I we we used to get Harmons. <clears throat> nothing against Harmons. We get their pumpkin pie. This blows it out of the water. Yeah. Which is also crazy cuz you think with that much like when you get a pizza like when you go up to Bear Lake and you get the Biggie from Yeah. Like that pizza just gets soggy in the middle and it's gross. It's more for the Um, novelty of it all. Right. But this pie, even though it's the size of like a Little Caesars pie, like a a pizza pie, it was delicious from start to finish. Anyway, continue your story.
2: Anyway, so she sits down with Kurt and Kent and she says, I just want you guys to know we got a pumpkin pie. It's for Thanksgiving, but Emily is allowed to have a piece tonight. So this is the day before Thanksgiving. And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. I didn't think anything of it. I think she cut me A piece that could have been like four in itself, and it was one, it was like a fourth of the pie.
0: Yeah, it was like a whole quarter of the pie, Costco size, so it was like literally a pie by itself. And Emily, being Emily, downs that whole thing like it was nothing.
2: Jamie helped me a tiny bit.
0: Jamie did help. Jamie was a wild child over uh, Thanksgiving. He got a lot of sugar. So, um... Yeah, pie, pie is great for, for Thanksgiving. But continue your story. Continue telling us about your Thanksgiving, Cole. Honestly, not much. Not much more to it. It was just really
1: nice to be in St. George. I didn't see a cloud all weekend. It was kind of cold, but not super cold. Um, we played uh, we played a bunch of games. Just like it was it was pretty relaxing. Had to get the challenge in, so we had to hit up the beloved St. George Vasa a couple times to get those push ups and pull ups. Oh, you and... see,
0: did you see Gavin showering in between after uh, UPS in between jobs.
1: Uh, no, I didn't, unfortunately. Dang it, Gavin. Or, dang actually, it. I take that back. Let me let me clarify. Fortunately, I did not see that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gavin, Is that a you, thing? Yeah, I think so. I remember um, at one time, because Gavin lived across town, he would definitely shower after UPS. Because he gets sweaty in the heat Of course. There. I'm not trying to defend Gavin in his weird, sick ways or anything, but he would go shower at Bossa instead. But what he should have been doing it was been working on that jump I was shot I say he needs to practice that yeah jumper. we got we got business to take care of here and he needs all the help that he can get is all I'm gonna say
1: yeah I would have loved to have seen Gavin there um love to have got some shots up with him and maybe play some one-on-one just to judge you know because I play you enough in one-on-one I kind of know what your skills are know what your skill set is know what your capabilities are and uh haven't had the same experience with Gavin
0: but Gavin you're getting called out by both thoughts uh talking heads so you need to get Get some game going and get up here. Or I'll meet you in freaking Nephi or whatever it is. Meet you halfway.
1: I feel like Gavin goes radio silent anytime I'm in St. George. I don't know if he knows I'm there and just doesn't want this uh, smoke or what. But nonetheless, Gavin, one of these days and I'm down that we need to play.
0: Cool. Well, glad you had a wonderful Thanksgiving, Kolb. Ours was Bakersfield, California. That's all that needs to be said about that. Um, Jamie met his 95 and 91-year-old grandparents. I know we kind of broke some protocols there traveling. We did have under 10 people at the house. I think there's only six of us, but...
2: And you were tested.
0: And we were tested before. Um, The problem is at some point you got to be real and and is Jamie ever going to meet them or not type thing. So we got out there, um, did our thing. So it was good. And we're back home now um, just working with Jamie's sleep. So um, Thanksgiving's covered. You actually, I sense a
1: little negative energy coming around the city of Bakersfield. I mean, I don't want to get around Thanksgiving it. any city with the name Baker in it. You
0: think would be an ideal place to be eating? You'd think, but it's not a field of bakers. It's an armpit filled with oil, and it's like a mini Houston, but in the middle of California. We don't need to get into that. People who have been to Bakersfield, just it's one of those things you know, you know, you know what I mean. So we don't need to get too much into that. But we do need to talk. A little something here. So I'm sitting there eating Thanksgiving dinner, enjoying myself, um, and the multiple like other family. Like We had a Thanksgiving dinner with Emily's family. And right. We had a nice dinner with Tom and Bree. Um, Bree had homemade rolls, believe it or not. Okay. I'm sitting here eating, and I'm like, man, this is delicious. This is really, really good. At all the Thanksgiving's, I'm eating that bread, and I'm like, this is really good. And I'm thinking about the podcast we had and where we settled on rolls and you call them a glorified utensil, if you will. Um, and I'm sitting there thinking like, man, that might be a pretty hot take that might be a little bit off. Um, I'm kind of on, I'm not saying it's the best side dish. But it's a very enjoyable and very integral side dish that's needed in Thanksgiving.
2: But let me add, those were Brie's homemade rolls. Yeah, like, but they were some of the best rolls I've ever I had. I was
0: also eating sweet Hawaiian <laughs> rolls out of the bag and it was really good. Yeah,
2: but what I'm saying is like... It's a hot take when you're eating her homemade rolls. Brie is the most fantastic cook.
0: She's a great baker, she's a great cook, but it doesn't change the fact that I had a lot of bread over these last few days. And you're wincing, and you're about to try, and you're trying to, let's cover your ground. See, this is the thing, people
1: think that when I said that
0: rolls are not the
1: best side for Thanksgiving, like a Thanksgiving side, I'm not throwing shade at rolls. I'm just saying that they have a different roll Pardon the pun,
0: <laughs> well,
1: as side they, they're not a side they're they're a pillar they're a foundational pillar of a Thanksgiving meal. a side with a side if a side isn't there, it doesn't really detract from the Thanksgiving meal. It's like, oh there's no mashed potatoes, that's kind of weird, but it's still a Thanksgiving meal because you've got other stuff. so at this point we're you've already- got turkey, you've got mat I mean I take that back, you've got turkey, you've got rolls. If you don't have stuffing, it doesn't ruin the meal without rolls at Thanksgiving, it's not even a Thanksgiving dinner. Right. So what I'm saying, what I'm arguing, my thesis, my theory is roles are more important than a side.
0: You're, yo, hold on. We need to roll the tape on what you were saying. We're going to what the tape? We're, are we going to have to play back the tape of what you said two weeks ago? I said roles are a crucial part But you you changed your tone. No, because
1: the the original tweet, the original poll was, what's the best side? And from a taste perspective, sweet potatoes are still better than rolls. Yeah, agreed. But rolls still have a foundational role. So we're arguing some things at this point. We're we're getting there. And I'll be honest, yes, I've kind of walked back my take a little bit because I think I came (laughs) off a little hot.
0: You came off, that was pretty fresh out of the oven.
1: (laughs) Nonetheless, Nonetheless, I feel like I would enjoy eating a sweet, uh, sweet potato casserole with some brown sugar and some marshmallows more than rolls, and a few other things, but still, rolls are a foundational part of the Thanksgiving feast.
0: Alright, well, everyone who came at Colby about the roll take, I hope you feel okay about him reeling it back a little bit and readjusting and aligning what he thinks about them. I think I think what you're saying is agreeable that they are very necessary in this dinner, Right. Um, and like you said, a foundation, a pillar, if you will, of, of Thanksgiving dinner. I 100% agree with that. At this point, is it a side or is it not? I don't know, man. Tomato, tomato at that point. So, who knows?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna say no, they're not a side.
0: Okay, we're I'm gonna, gonna leave it at that. You're gonna sit on that take, Is That's cereal fine. a soup?
1: Just, I, I just know. wanna is know.
0: Is, is a hot dog a sandwich?
1: <laughs> <laughs> These are things. Questions of the soul that will never be truly answered. You know, the food paradox But a hot dog is not a sandwich.
0: I agree with that one, but is rolls our roles aside? Emily are rolls aside?
2: I think rolls are aside. Ooh. But I sides come agree. and go,
0: pillars are permanent.
2: No, but I agree <laughs> that they are a pillar. They are a pillar side. Is that a thing? Yeah, one of They're the most important side. Not only in Thanksgiving, but for a lot of meals, a lot of dinners, like Sunday dinners with your family, like some homemade bread and a roll. Yeah. It's important.
0: Oh, no, man. We need that. We've got a year to marinate on at this point. Yeah, I'm going to start building my case. Um, (laughs) Better come prepared. Speaking of calories that we took in, let's talk about the calories we burned this last month, Colby. It's been a lot. It's been a lot. Um, I've got the
1: tallies right here, actually. So, for the November challenge, the No Excuse November challenge, Um, The first week had a certain amount of push-ups, pull-ups, squats, and miles run and everything. And then it builds on that. So ultimately, dude, through November 1st, through the 30th, we did a total of 2,600 pull-ups. Wow. it's a lot of pull-ups. Yeah. We did 5,400 push-ups. It's a lot. 6,950 squats. Jeez. Plus whatever typical workout you normally do. Not to mention the miles involved, which was every other day. It's two miles, so that 15 times that's 30 miles. Plus sprints. We run sprints on the off days, so it's a lot of running. How do you feel, man? We're, we're 30 days
0: in. How, like, how do you feel physically? So I've noticed some changes. First of all, I am strong. I know, like, I'm stronger at this point. Like day one versus which was less, fewer reps, and everything like that, right. compared to today. Like, was a lot harder for me. Right. Um, which is cool. You know, I do feel like i filled out a little bit on my chest. I've never done that many push-ups. Obviously, I've never done that many pull-ups. Um, I feel like I can just, I don't know, my general health is better. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel lighter on my feet, quicker mm-hmm. on my feet. Um, instead of feeling like a slug, which I have for most of 2020. Um, Understandably so. And then just like, I've toned out a little bit. Like, the most tone i feel actually is in my legs like the quads feel a little bit more uh you know defined. got that little there. teardrop going yeah you know teardrop teardrop under my eye tattooed and teardrops just naturally on my quad you killed your sugar cravings exactly and that's honestly the biggest thing here though is the sugar craving i feel like is curved completely is it curved or curved we'll call it curved that's what i meant to say Curbed.
1: Like curb stomped? Yeah, like I don't... You literally put its head to the curb and kick it in the Yeah, back.
0: American history curt is what we'll call it. I stomped that sugar, uh, put its teeth in. I don't know, Em, are you more attracted to me now than you were at the beginning of November? Of
2: course I am.
0: Well, speak, Get close and speak that one to the mic.
2: Of course I am.
0: See, guys? Working out's cool. <laughs> the twinkle <laughs> in her eyes is is real. I, it's weird. Colby's feeling awkward in here right now because just the fire and the tension between us, but... Um, <clears throat> I just want to say, you know, shout out to Berg right now. I've never given Berg a shout out on the pod to his face, but, um, challenging me to do this was cool. Like having, first of all, we tech, we would text screen check marks every day, every day. Um, accountability. The accountability is great. I think that's something that I need, um, just to get workouts through. But I've also feel like I've made that shift in like my mind. And like, if I don't get a workout in, in the morning, I feel weird. Definitely a morning workout person. I did the last one this afternoon. Didn't feel great about it, but, um, I think... We have a good routine now where I can do this during Jamie's first nap um, get a workout in and, and hopefully I continue uh, that good habit.
1: That's awesome man. yeah it's super impressive like to have that kind of discipline. I mean it's fun to kind of do hard things for a short period of time just to prove to yourself you can do it yeah and now I think that I mean that translates into a lot of different aspects of life too and including working out so I think it's dope that you did it. like I said in the past it's easy for me to do it because I really don't have anything else going on in life. But you balancing work, a kid, a wife, everything else, like, super impressive. So, I'm giving you way too much credit on this podcast, Normally we have beef, but... Yeah, we
0: need to, I don't know, go at it or something. Yeah, but... Hey, thanks for making my wife attracted to me again, man.
2: (laughs) Stop! I have, for the record, I have always been attracted to him. Always, always. It's never gone away.
1: And this is the thing is, Kurt takes care of himself. Everybody knows that Kurt is an attractive human being. Yes. The thing is, when it comes to muscle and everything else like that, a lot of that's just over the top. Like, you have a good amount of muscle. We're not getting too weird here on the podcast, but, like, girls really don't care about that.
0: Emily, do you care about my muscles?
2: Do you want me to care about be
0: real. Be real. Don't, no, don't give me that. Don't answer my question with a question. Do you I care just, about my muscles?
2: I mean, like, if we're going to be real here, like, the things that have made me more attracted to you are, like, you becoming a father... Wow. You know, and you doing this podcast because something you're passionate about, you're good at it.
0: So the podcast is actually getting me points.
2: Yeah, sure. So this is a
1: chicken I'm or the egg things. problem for me. Because if becoming a dad makes you more attractive to the opposite sex, how exactly does that work for someone who's not married?
2: <laughs> 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 you gotta. Have and doesn't have anybody... That <laughs> <laughs> you're doing all the right things right now.
1: Okay, we're just... We're, uncovering, we're opening Pandora's box here live on air.
2: Yeah, do you want to do that right now?
1: No, we'll get, okay. we'll get to that point. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, it's cool. I think not to be, uh, not to be Mr. Bro over here, but uh, throughout my um, no excuse November, I don't really care what the scale says, but lost gold pounds, five pounds, mm. and I got a personal record with the bench press, wow. the deadlift, wow. and the squat.
0: All in this month? All in this month. See, this is the difference between you and me is I do the, the November challenge and I'm, like, I'm done for the day. And you go out and you just bust, bust your balls and set See, personal records. I feel like it
1: made me stronger. I don't know. And for all the bros out here that are wondering, I know this is... Uh, uh, let me get on my... I don't know. I guess beat my chest a little bit. We're talking... Actually, no. We're not. We're going to delete this. We're going to pretend that I didn't just bring that up. Let's go ahead and move on.
0: No, we're not going to delete it, but um, I respect the fight. Speaking of fights, Colby, speaking of fights, um, I didn't watch, but apparently on Saturday there was a fight that a lot of people are, uh, tweeting about. It was the Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. Fight. Um, sounded like it was pretty controversial because Tyson should have won, but they called it a draw, but I don't know what you expect in a corrupt environment in boxing plus an exhibition match where, you know, two hall of famers are going at it. I think they probably had an agreement before that if we're both still standing at the end, let's hope that it goes to a draw. Um, but the, the one that is more in our world is, you know, reverse shout out to Jake Paul, um, just because he seems like a complete tool bag. I don't Huge know much about bag. him. Huge tool bag. Straight out of Ace. Um, I actually, during the Aptivada days, I, um, shout out Tim Sessions, he and I got pretty deep Shout into, out to Aptivada shirts. Yes. Great great fits. Um, we got pretty deep into the Jake Paul rabbit hole. Um Anyway, uh, he boxed Nate Robinson or Robinson and knocked him out. Um, as you know, Nate is the uh, Crypto Nate, if you will, uh, against Dwight Howard's dunk competition. About five foot nine, but definitely could chuck it, uh, jump out of the gym. Uh, just a great overall athlete. A little small, um, but he he got knocked out. And um, the memery that came from this, it was a meme farm for sure, um, which has been great. But um, just want to hear, you know, what do you think about? what happened
1: dude i thought it was pretty interesting there were a lot of people that thought that Nate who really is a super athlete thought that and if you look at the vegas odds too they all had there's a lot of money on Nate winning and i wasn't sure apparently he'd been training 6 days a week someone made a joke after the fight was over like the joke was well did he start on monday <laughs> train all 6 days haha it's great it's pretty funny but seriously i uh, I expected a little more out of him. He was just kind of throwing hands like you would maybe in like a, I don't know, like a street fight. And he was just trying to clobber him. And, and the Jake Paul guy, like, not that I know a ton about boxing, I've, I've watched it a little more recently, but uh, he looked like he knew a little bit more about what he was doing. So I guess and he's, he's a bigger dude. So I guess he's been doing this for a while. Yeah, two years, I guess.
0: Um, and I guess that he and his brother were like pretty good wrestlers in high school. They were on the wrestling team and like won a lot of tournaments. Yeah. I don't know how that correlates with boxing. Um, Emily, do you care about Nate Robinson boxing Jake Paul at all?
2: Not one bit.
0: Okay. Did you find the memes funny or did you see any memes? I about... actually
2: haven't. I, I just heard about it like an hour before you got here. Okay. About it, Jake Paul.
0: Was it a good meme though? What meme? That you saw? I didn't How did you it. hear about it?
2: You were talking about it.
0: Oh, dang it. Well,
1: either way, I thought it was interesting. I think it's kind of interesting to see like random. It's It's like in high school, we used to have fight nights. And where our friends would throw gloves on and, you know, fight in somebody's backyard. And this is kind of like the version on that on steroids. Um, I think that's something that could actually gain some traction moving forward. I know like Swaggy P was calling out Jake Paul.
0: No, nah, I wouldn't want to see that one. Well, here's the thing, though. Everyone... Donnie tweeted out Meta World Peace wants to fight him. That would be good. he wants Meta World Peace to fight him. I want that, though, to be like bare knuckle fight, bro, just like good old fashioned. Maybe more like MMA yeah. than boxing. Because um, we know Meta World Peace saw someone get killed on a basketball court from a broken chair leg, stabbed through the heart allegedly. So we know that he comes from like pretty wicked, like blood sport type, you know, fights. which real. would real. Pretty awesome. Maybe like dip your hands in ice. Maybe some glass. Get really real on that one. Um, but yeah, I would definitely like to see some some different matchups. Um, I, and just like everyone, I feel like like we want that Paul kid to get his butt kicked a little bit. You know, a little bit of humble pie. Um, but do I think like Swaggy P could do it? No. But Nate is 5'9". I think this kid's a little over 6 feet. Yeah. Um, Rach- definitely a size disadvantage. Rage is a big thing. So maybe if he does go up against, you know, an athlete that's a little bit more close to his um, measurements, it would be a little bit different. Uh, who else called them out? Do you know?
1: If there's one thing about reach, this podcast knows a lot about it. We reached about what? What did we hit? One million listeners
0: last week? Um, yeah. We actually set a record with our, our two buddies, the the rest of the take notes, the best pod we ever put out, um, which is, you know, we don't want to sit here and brag, but uh, pretty humbling in it, in itself because people want to listen to us. So. Of course. Anyway, going back to what you're saying, I think uh, we challenged Conor
1: McGregor. So He did? Yes. All right. Honestly, I'd tune in. I'd watch. Oh, I would too. It, it'll be a massacre. It's like watching a beautiful train wreck, but, yeah. you know, sometimes you can't t- look away. Yeah. So, anyway, I think that idea is fun. Um, Do you remember, did you
0: ever watch Celebrity Death Deathmatch on MTV? I
1: remember, like, scrolling through and I'd be, like, looking for ESPN, probably, like, around the horn or something, and I'd have to pass through MTV to get there, and so I'd, like, watch for a couple seconds, and I'd just keep scrolling.
0: Yeah, it was one of those shows that, like, my mom and dad wouldn't let me and Kent watch, but we'd see. We'd watch anyway. You know, it was, like, 90s, like, MTV, like, early 2000s. Like, we were pretty young for that type of content, but um, you always find a way. You always find a way. Um,
1: Here's a question for you. Was there anybody back in high school that you wanted to box but never did?
0: Mm, Man, I always wanted to... (laughs) Intern Marks.
2: (laughs) Wait, is this something you guys really think about?
0: What do you think about?
2: Well, I would never think to myself, like, "Mm, I think I really want to box that chick.
1: What about dudes? No, I think the girl equivalent would be like
2: like a cat fight like a yelling argument.
1: No, it might even be like I would like to beat that girl and maybe most popular in the yearbook or something Yeah, maybe. is that a thing maybe
2: or like I'd like to uh, no I can't think of anything
1: I like to consider but I don't
2: have it like I don't really have a thing against girls.
1: Oh. And we don't really have a thing... Well, I mean, yes, we
0: do. No, no, but I mean, Mark, like,
2: I don't have anything, like, like...
0: a competitive thing?
2: Yeah, like against...
0: Yeah, there's, like, a side of it, like, I don't like that guy, I want to fight fun. him. Or there's a side of that of, like, I want to, like, see how I square up against that person. Sometimes it's <laughs> just a pissing contest, honestly. Um, Yeah, for sure. I remember Wilding challenged me to a wrestling match at Carson's house a long, long time ago, and... Wilding knows what he's doing on he's the mats. He's good, man. He never wrestled in
1: junior yeah. high or high school, but he, yeah, he knows That's what he's doing. That's just
0: an older brother knowing how to put people in their place. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: I think I wrestled him on Helgeson's bed once. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, don't <laughs> ask me going? why. Don't ask me why. But um,
0: Man, this this pod's filled with bro love. Um, you? What about you? Anyone you wanted specifically that you... I remember during one of the boxing nights at Flips, I called out the cot to
2: oh.
1: box
0: Oh for... Whatever I don't reason. know why,
1: yeah, I had no anger towards the cop, but we were, like, kind of the same size, and, uh, ultimately it never happened, for one reason or another. Huh. We won't talk about why, but...
0: Do you, um, do you know that Carl punched me in math class one time? Break it down. What happened? So, we were Miss Ward's 8th grade, whatever algebra it was, class, and we were all hyped on, I think, we we got pretty into Fight Club around this time. Okay. I think that's what it was, and we were just fake fighting, uh-huh. and he's like... We're just doing whatever, and he goes, Kurt, duck, as he's throwing a punch. <laughs> and he just lands it on me. And that's really the story. I Like it. what, like across the chin? Uh, nose, more across like... Yeah, right I in the know, ear? No, not the ear. More like in between the eye and the jaw, more like the cheek area. Okay. So, um, yeah, that, that's my story.
1: I remember I punched Brad Cannon um, like three days after basketball tryouts in eighth grade. Why? I don't know. We kind of had this thing where we used to give each other dead arms. Oh. We like, I don't know why we would like walk through the halls and take you a swing. You punch him in the face? No, that's the thing is I. <laughs> I remember I punched him right. I gave him a great. I'm doing this right here. I gave him yeah, like perfect, a perfect, perfect place right in his arm, and it was his shooting arm. And Brad Cannon prided himself on uh, shooting well, I guess. And I remember he started crying. He, he was. Cried. He was. A, he got a little emotional. And he was really stressed that he wouldn't be able to practice that day. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, that I'd thrown off his shot, and so he was pretty pissed at me. I felt kind of bad. Eighth grade me felt a little remorse, but nonetheless, I think he's a doctor now and is doing great, so maybe I I altered the course of history and potentially ruined his basketball career, and now he's saving millions of lives, and so maybe he should throw me some of his money.
0: Maybe. I mean, our sponsors hook us up a little bit, but it's always great to have, like, you know, side gig. Cash flow is cash flow, homie. You going to say something?
2: Well, I was just gonna make a comment on the fact that you and your brother have been in actual fist fights before.
0: Yeah, of course, we're
1: brothers. <laughs> I remember. I remember we were filming a commercial. Um, big shout out to Club Dental. Look, check us out on YouTube. <laughs> um, not not the company, but the actual commercial because uh, it was my moment in the in the starlight or in the yes. the limelight. But um, we were filming at your house. We were filming a scene where I like open a letter, and it's supposed to be jury duty. Right. And then also open a letter, and then it's a cruise after I got my teeth fixed. It's yep. like a free cruise. Yeah. So if you get your teeth fixed, lots of cool stuff happens to you. Um, but I remember in between in between takes, for whatever reason, I don't know exactly what happened, oh. but Kent, Kent walked up and was like, I, I don't know. I really have no idea what came about. You can tell the story, but you took him down, and it was well, and so, crazy.
0: I don't know how it we happened. We might have it on film. We do have it on Maggie film. he does. I don't know how it happened, but I remember... Somehow, it came up that I would be a better offensive lineman than Kent, and I said he said, okay, let's go, type thing. So my mom was playing, quote-unquote, quarterback, and I had to protect <laughs> her, and Kent was the rusher, and I got a pancake. Simple as that. I got my nice stance, my wide stance. Two point is all. Pass play. You know what I mean? I'm not, right. I don't need to drive on. No, don't. I don't need to put any weight forward. And I just got good leverage, and I knocked him down. Pancakes. Pancake breakfast, baby. Let's go. Easy. Maple syrup or nah? Um... For me, yes, agave for M, which we can get into if we want to, but agave's gross. It, it's not. Anyway. It sounds classy. That's what
1: happened. Thank Wait, you. I have another side question. Speaking of classy, so when, and by the way, before I, that, that tackle, that pancake was absolutely hilarious. Yeah. It brought some comedic relief at a time where <laughs> I was having a hard time, like, getting in character. Yeah. And I think that that really made, you know, ultimately made the shot. But. And once home again,
2: home. go watch the commercial on YouTube.
1: Go watch the commercial on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, I think part of the commercial was actually (laughs) on one of the dating apps I was on. And, uh, it got a lot of traction.
0: Really? A lot
1: of traction. Wait, what? So, you know the part where I'm, like, brushing my teeth and you pop out of the shower? And I supposedly hate my smile. Yeah. But I'm, like, kind of, like, not really smiling, but a little bit. Yeah. Apparently, the girls kind of liked it. Really? Yeah, they all said they liked
0: my smile. You you did have a kind smile. It
1: worked out. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, anyway. Um... What was I gonna say? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a complete tangent, but I've gotten into an argument with a couple people in particular about this. So throughout, probably in 2019 is when this word started to make its way into more mainstream culture. 2019? 2019, and now it's like, it's still around and maybe it's evolved a little bit, but the term is bougie. Yeah. When you hear the term bougie,
0: what do you think? Stuck up, um, expensive things. Do you think of the Migos song? No I think of the stupid My wizards are bad and bougie No I think of the stupid tiktok
2: yeah. I'm a ratchet
0: Something bougie something
2: but Bougie when, bougie Okay but something. when I think of bougie I think of like They like nice things And super classy I think like gaudy almost fancy. But no, it's like I that's not what that means so,
1: so would somebody like Princess Diana be bougie Or is it someone who's Actually not like super classy But aspiring to be So they wear nice stuff
2: Okay, that's a good... That Uh, is actually a very good description of it. But see, I have actually considered myself bougie sometimes, which maybe is not a good thing. I don't know.
1: And not... So you're a self-proclaimed basic. Yes, that's true. So is it someone who's maybe basic that wears nicer things?
2: But like when I say like I'm being super bougie, Uh it's like I went and bought myself a... Expensive shirt or I went to Harmons and bought a really fancy cheese to make a cheese board because I was being quote-unquote bougie So it might be
0: like just like spinach, I think I'm losing my money. argument It's the taste of like finer things in life even sure
2: so, so no when I think of bougie I don't think of like almost I know what you're trying to say
1: I, so my I guess my definite bougie is like ratchet but trying to be classy It's like
2: but maybe they're, like right, they're though.
1: like deep down they're ratchet
0: you're honestly... And having- I
1: hate that I'm even using the term <laughs> ratchet right now. But nonetheless, I feel like... I don't know if I want to use... No, I don't want to use that word because we'll get canceled. Um, someone that comes from, like, humbler circumstances and is, like, walking around with the gold hoops and the high heels and, like, the, the mink jacket. And, like, mm. like that would be bougie. I don't know. I don't know. I don't Can know. we ask Migos? Can we get yeah, Offset I don't know. or the, Quavo the social- or Takeoff? This does your? I think it has a little bit to do with it. Social
0: economical does it have to do with anything.
1: Well, that's what I'm asking. Is like if you look at Princess Diana and she's wearing nice stuff, you wouldn't call her bougie. No, I
2: because would that's not who she is. Her, uh, classy. Cla- right, I was and so just gonna say that. <laughs> or
1: Meghan Markle. So she's classy. And if she wears nice things, I don't know why I'm going with royalty here, but I feel like that fits. Or even Michelle Obama, if she wears nice things, you wouldn't call her bougie.
0: Okay, all right, but all right, like all right, all right, this is from. The most important, web, like, no, the most definitive website: Urban Dictionary. Bougie, high class, flossin', ballin', one who possesses swag, elite, and rich. Can, is last can we
1: read all the? Can we read all the definitions there? That's all of them. Shut up.
0: Oh wait. Um, bougie number two: an abbreviation for the French, bougio, bourgeois. Bourgeois. Oh. Bourgeoisie. Yeah, that's what it is. Look, Sorry, it
2: has a pronunciation if you go.
0: No, oh, it says it's bougie. Um, a critical term used to describe people, things, and places that are definitely or definitively, definitively high class. Something Gosh. About, yeah, dude. I, don't, I think it's... Keep... Let me see that. Hold on. i think it's been moving. hijacked. I think it's been hijacked by what you're trying to say. People who might not be there but acting like they're there. But the terms online are saying bougie means you made it.
2: An Urban Dictionary knows best. Wait, wait,
0: wait. It also says something... That is affected,
1: inauthentic, gentrified, exclusive, and or otherwise sheltered from the... Oh, wait. No. Never mind. That's not proving my point. Um, I'm still reading. Bougie. Third definition.
0: Spending more than you should to hang with the uppity.
1: That seat. There you go. Hey. But it sucks that that's the third...
2: There's another thing.
1: The definition... These definitions are trash. Bougie is a term used to describe someone as high class... All right. Well... Uh... We can delete these pauses if we need to, but we're on the sixth definition. Um,
2: and your point's not proven. And my
1: point, I'm losing. Yeah, oh, that's not. all of them. Yeah,
2: okay, I think but, you're taking steps back. But I'll also say, my little sister, when she went to her mission in Paraguay, yeah. they would call her bougie all the time. Really? Yes. And it was because in Paraguay, they just kind of wear whatever. Yeah. And if she wore even like a button up shirt, she was bougie
1: paraguay shows yep interesting well
2: maybe she can speak more to that but i do remember her coming home and using the word bougie a lot she'd say i feel so bougie well i remember walking on carpet my
0: mom used to say bougie all the time when we were growing up like oh that place is bougie or whatever really yeah just okay amigos threw it out there doesn't mean it's a new word i'm
1: taking the l on this one i think i hate to admit it but uh i, I i'm running out of uh points to stand on so let it be known that bougie is just high class But for some reason, we still need to figure out exactly why people who are already high class, doing high class things, why they're not bougie. So is it the working normal average Joe that dresses up a little bit nicer than normal that makes it bougie? Those are the
0: people that are screaming that I am bougie. When you're actually bougie, you don't need to say anything. You just show up. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. I think I'm going to have to
2: get into the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and talk about how they are. They
1: might be all bougie.
2: They are all bougie.
1: That show sucks. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I just heard that one chick like married her grandpa to
0: like inherit yeah. a fortune. Yes. And, uh... It sucks. Anyway, <laughs> this is supposed to be our Christmas episode. <laughs> so let's get into that. Um, Emily and I are celebrating our fourth Christmas together. Third married. Is that what we agreed on? Yes. That's where we're at? I thought yes. it was fourth. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. We're right. right. yeah. both bad. together, are married, um, which is dope. We're starting to create our own um, traditions. traditions, and this is the first year with Jameson, so we're going to start creating even more traditions, which will be really fun. I'm on camera right now. Um, cool. Let's talk Christmas, man. Let's talk Christmas. Emily, let's talk Christmas, It's officially,
1: man. for the Thanks. record, Thanksgiving was a couple days ago. December is around the corner in uh, t-minus uh, I don't know two hours and two minutes. Yeah. So this we episode
2: can af- will be released in December.
1: Exactly, which was the original plan. It's officially time to start celebrating Christmas. I feel like it loses its luster. We've talked about this before when you start celebrating Christmas steam, in October. Yeah. Um, and I know we've we've beat that drum to death. So we're not going to go there. But now finally, we're at an appropriate time to start talking and celebrating Christmas.
0: And I just want it to be known that I am a huge Christmas fan. No, because I say let's not celebrate early doesn't mean that I'm not all in in December. You know what I mean? For sure, I'm I'm the biggest fan of.
1: I don't know the Jazz. Could I watch them 24 hours a day? No, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Some things just even if you even if they're great, they don't need to be happening all the time. Yeah, 100. Something that
0: there's yeah. there's a, there's a too much is a real thing. Too I much agree. of a good thing is a real thing. Amen. Um. Anyway, so Cole. Last year we talked a little bit about you know Christmas, obviously, and Christmas movies and things like that. So we're not gonna to get too much into Christmas movies unless there's anything you want to shout out. Should we just
1: retouch a little bit? Um, what what are your top three Christmas movies? let's just let's just hear Christmas movies
0: right now right now. okay, like is... the
1: the top three Christmas movies that you're most looking forward to watch this year. Yeah,
0: so just like any other movie or any other song or whatever music, Christmas, just because it's um, topical doesn't mean that it doesn't change, right? For it's a sure. fluid thing. Um, always and forever, though, Muppet Christmas Carol will be on my top list. What was that wince for? I feel like you winced. No, it wasn't a wince. Just, it's an okay take.
2: Thank you. I'm sorry. All right, I'm
0: ready to go to bat. Why well, you guys, what's, go- what's <laughs> wrong with Muppet Christmas Carol?
2: I just, Kurt knows this. I don't like the Muppets. I cannot get into them. I don't think they're funny. And I didn't find out until after we were married that Kurt watches it every Christmas and he does expect Jamie to watch it every Christmas, which is fine. I'm just not a huge fan.
1: So we're learning that Emily's favorite show is probably The Grinch. I'm just kidding. I mean, that was mean. <laughs> in all reality, she's full of Christmas cheer, and that was the low blow. Um, because I'm actually agreeing with her. I do think the Muppets actually do have some funny, some funny aspects to them, and there's like there's a little piece of like nostalgia that goes to them. And their songs, their songs are great and, though. And there's not really anything wrong with it, but it's like, what's better? Are roles the best side? No. Are they bad? No is the Muppets the best movie
0: no is it the worst absolutely not okay then give me give me one give me what one of your movies I mean you can't even think of one because the Muppets are on your mind this is the
1: thing it's so cliche to say it but Elf yeah Elf is Elf is top three for sure Elf is probably the top Christmas movie and it's weird because it's you know normal i mean when did it come out like 2006 i don't know when or maybe no, wait, even no 2004 that, 2003 no, or 2004. We'll either way yeah, it was earlier. um it's like it's a little bit newer compared to most other christmas movies that get celebrated it's, yeah. it's kind of a, a new guy on the block but i feel like it's established its position is is probably the top right. now um, i want
0: to be the classic funny guy and say like um what's that movie die hard is my favorite christmas movie which in a sense there's a huge debate is die hard a Christmas movie? No. no, it's not. It's a movie that takes place during Christmas.
1: I wish that this conversation about Die Hard would die. Hard. <laughs> not not our conversation about it right now, but just like the, how every year it comes up and some people want to die on that hill. Yeah. I hope they would die. Um, the conversation.
0: It is a fantastic movie though. We we don't need to get into that. Um, Another one that's, oh, it's not necessarily newer, it's actually getting pretty old now, but I think is a fantastic Christmas movie that should be brought up. Just, a, you know, uh, a slug. Uh, do you remember when we used to call our batting lineup um, Murder's Row? What do we call it? Yeah, Murder's Row. Is that what we called it? Sure. Okay, on the Murder's Just like the Row, Yankees. Um, on the softball team, on the Barons, what do we call it?
1: I think we did call it Murder's Row. Did we? It, because the Yankees, the old school Yankees, had kind of a Murder's Row. Right. And we Yeah. Anyway, anyway
0: um, I love Santa Claus with Tim Allen. I love it. It's a good one. I've,
1: I've actually only seen it a couple times. It's not part of my heavy rotation. Okay. Which I need to work it in this year. What is? Part of my heavy rotation? Yeah. So we've got Elf. Elf. We've got Home Alone. Yes. Yes. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say 1, 2, and 3. I'm
0: all in on Home Alone 3. Home
1: Alone 3 is not terrible. Carl was, <laughs> Carl was taking some shots at Home Alone 3 when I was driving a couple days ago and I couldn't fully defend Home Alone 3 like it needs to be. Yeah, it came around a little bit later. Yeah, Kevin McAllister's not in it, but... The kid, I think his
0: name's Jordan. He does great. Does great. He has some great booby traps. He takes on four guys. And I takes think. on four guys. Four or three. Here's the thing. So these divergent trilogies like Karate Kid when they bring in a new character for the third one and it's not even close remotely to the same thing. Right. Usually suck. Home for Alone sure. Three, for whatever reason, it just it does it for me, man. I agree. M, have you seen it? No. Maybe we'll do a Home Alone trilogy we'll this put, week. We'll put that on the list.
2: Yeah, but I do think just the first Home Alone and the second. Right. Very important.
1: Right. Um, also, Grinch is in the heavy rotation. Both the cartoon, the animated version, as well as the Jim Carrey version. I'm gonna go out and just say I think the animated version kind of blows the Jim Carrey version out of the water. It's really good.
2: It's really good. It's yeah. good.
1: But there's some there's some
0: classic lines and some classic moments in the Jim Carrey version yeah. that, for it, some re- for whatever reason, sorry to cut you off. You're good. That one has aged as well for me. Um, I think Tim Barber, shout out Tim, had a tweet where he just says he absolutely loathes it. Um, so, I mean, there's people out there who actually don't like it. I'm, I'm in the camp of, it's fine. Yeah. Jim Carrey, like, I just think he does a Greg Grinch. I don't know. Yeah, that's I don't fair. Know. I it was like, when it first came out, everyone was like obsessed with yeah. him and you could buy the gloves and do the Jim Carrey, like how he rolls his fingers type mm-hmm. thing. Um, what else? Um... A Christmas Story because I put off watching it for so long.
1: If you guys wonder why, go back and listen to last Christmas episode. But I finally embraced the fact great that movie. maybe I looked like Ralphie back in the day, yeah. where in the past I wouldn't. But yeah. Christmas Story is classic. You gotta watch that. Um, I'm trying to think. I can't. We didn't plan to talk about movies this long, but now we're kind of getting into it. And then of course I love the Claymations. Yeah. From you're a heat miser guy. I'm right? a heat miser. The yeah, the Year Without a Santa Claus. Yeah. But also, um, Frosty Snowman and a couple of other ones. They're all
0: great. So yeah. anyway, Rudolph. Uh, the island, which one has the island of misfit toys? That was uh, Santa Claus has come to town. Yeah, good one. Um, yeah, we don't want to get too much into movies. Emily, is there anything that we missed that you want to add into that since you were on last year's episode?
2: We missed Klaus on Netflix, which Kurt and I are huge fans of. I don't know if you watched it.
0: Jared Klaus. We're gonna scratch that. <laughs> so I'm
2: it a, was. It was. I think it just came out last year. Yeah. On
0: it, so it's a Netflix animated movie it's honestly really good actually gave a run for uh, the animated oscar which doesn't really happen with like christmas animated movies or anything or even like just netflix movies um but i gotta say man klaus is very good and if you didn't watch it last year or even if you did i i think you need to at least throw that into the rotation at least a single watch to see what you if, if you want to get I'm on for yeah. huge fan has a great cast too of voice actors um Different, a little bit different animation style, um, but you can get into it, and I definitely think it's something worth watching. So, listeners, go watch Klaus for sure.
2: And we are sponsored by Klaus.
0: We are sponsored by Klaus by Klaus. M gets it. Yeah.
1: Shout out to Klaus. Shout out to Netflix. Um, Yeah, that's that's great. That's that's definitely one I want to I want to dive into for sure. Yeah. Um, Um, Part of Christmas media. Not only um, are we very invested in the movies; they're a huge part arguably a more important part to christmas when we're doing our shopping when we're baking when we're doing other things i don't know when we're running maybe as emily says with the running motion i don't necessarily listen to christmas music when i run but maybe i will this year i don't know um but christmas music dude yeah we didn't talk about this last time but it plays an integral part of the christmas spirit and i feel like in the past when i haven't necessarily been is like stoked about christmas it is my favorite holiday but there's like different levels of excitement Uh i feel like the if i'm not as excited it's because i haven't been listening to christmas music yeah and so and that's the true mood setter so um we thought it'd be cool to kind of rattle off a couple of our favorite christmas albums some of our favorite christmas songs Uh uh-huh and so interesting to know what's the top for you
0: yeah, so there's layers to this for us because we come from a pop punk background. So I feel like there's like two ways we need to attack this, like the classics mm-hmm. and or just the pop music, right? And then the pop punk side of things, right? For, for whatever reason, I think it really started with Blink One Eighty Two, like pop punk. Not only just covers, but they write like original um, songs, yeah, which is great. Uh, really fun route to go down and dive into if you if you know any of you people who don't normally listen to Pop Punk Christmas, you should give it a shot because it's it's a happy-go-lucky sound anyway You throw Christmas into that and it's a good time um, And I brought this up there, you know There's the classics that we can get into here in a second But the one that I for whatever reason really enjoy is just the class Classic Christmas baby, please come home. It's by Darlene Love um, I love this song. It just puts me in a good mood. It's like it's like the song that you hear, and no matter what you're putting, skipping your step, you know what I mean. And um, it's the I'm, song
2: that you sing around the house
0: all day. I sing around all day, every day. So I'm going to start with this one.
1: It's funny you bring that up because normally we really don't talk that much about what we're going to talk about on the podcast. But we were Emily was hanging out with us as we were getting like just setting up the microphone and stuff, and I was curious what Emily's because we knew we were gonna talk about songs, we didn't know which ones, mm-hmm. and so uh, we kinda of brought it up, and we started talking about it, and you brought that one up, and I have to agree with you. It's good. I, it's great, and I'll be honest, the very first time I heard it was, it's a cover by Dustin Kensru, um, shout out to Dustin, he had a Christmas album, he put a Christmas album out, like I don't know, 2008 or something, that he recorded in the back of his tour bus, but it sounds really good, great production quality, and the best song on that album is,
0: Christmas, it's, all it's Christmas. called, it's called Christmas. So, um, I think Amberlynn actually has a really good cover of this song too, um, but it, it's just, it's good, it's yep. upbeat, it's happy, it's like, it's more like snap your fingers and dance to type mm-hmm. Christmas song, um, so I think it's a good one for us to, you know, start talking about. Song. We should cover it. Yeah, we should cover it. Um, if we could find any more time, that would definitely be on the docket, right. Um, and as you said, um, realistically up to this point, Emily's just been going uh, kind of ad hoc on this, because she we were talking about this. And then she's like, yeah, I'll jump in and talk about Christmas songs and stuff with you. And then she ended up sitting in on the whole podcast, so um, shout out Anne for doing that. Um, Emily, give us a song. What song, what's one of the, not necessarily your favorite, it's like, what, what Christmas song do you just like love?
1: I asked you for your top five before we started the podcast, so what yeah. was one of those?
2: Well, the first one, well, my number one is Hallelujah by Pentatonix. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 Which what? is why I'm even on the podcast because Kurt and I started arguing about whether it was a Christmas song. It's or not, a not a Christmas
0: song. It's it, on a Christmas album.
2: It's a Christmas song to me though.
0: Okay, that's fine.
2: Because it's on Pentatonix Christmas album. So you
0: listen to it in December.
2: So I'll have to listen to it around Christmas time.
0: Right. My argument is the best version of that song is Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah and it's not a christmas song
1: jeff buckley like every time i die jeff buckley probably i don't know okay
0: the guy that died in like the late 90s okay not him but okay
2: (laughs) (laughs) but like the other thing about that song is because i listen to it around christmas i only really listen to pentatonix around christmas i only listen to their christmas albums they're fantastic with tons of other songs but for some reason that's just all i listen to
1: quick question is the Alleluia? just so i make sure i'm getting the right song correct is that the one that's on the shrek on shrek
2: Yes,
0: yes. Is it? Yeah. It's on Shrek? <laughs> yes, it is.
1: For some reason, yes. I don't know how or why or what anybody was thinking, but it may have been White Elephant. Sure. I don't know. I ended up with the White... I ended up with the Christmas... Or no, the Shrek soundtrack on CD. Oh,
2: no.
1: <laughs> so you got a lot of That's Smash a good Mouth. I I got some it. Smash Mouth, which honestly, I actually did buy, I did buy Astro Lounge Yeah, in, I think everybody. In Arizona. I think
0: literally every, other, every person
1: in the world did it's a It's a classic album. Um, yeah. I don't remember... But I think of Shrek anytime I think of Hallelujah. Yeah. And... Not Christmas. But that's just, of course, for my own personal experience. And so we all have our own things. We all have our own connections. So let it be. Now, the Die Hard folks uh-huh. might be willing to agree with Emily and make that same argument that Die Hard's a and Christmas it's, movie, And it's
0: fine. I guess anything that you make synonymous with the time of year, it is it is what it is to Emily and it is what it is to me. Valid. I think Pentatonix version does feel like a Christmas song to me now because whenever we drive literally anywhere, um, it's playing. So... <laughs> Facts, um,
1: here's, so, I'll guess one of my favorite Christmas songs is, and we're going with the more recent one here, shout out to all the believers out there, but Mistletoe by Justin Bieber is a fire track.
0: Honestly, I think, I think, like, Bieber's Christmas album is up there as, like, just a heavy hitter, like a Mariah Carey level, like, like. You know what I mean, like just a a big bat, if you will.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's definitely it's it's a crucial it, it plays a crucial role in pop Christmas and yeah. just in and it, it, the thing is it seeped its way into like other Christmas essentials playlists. It's a good one, it, and uh, it's another snappy. Oh, it's so snappy. Speaking of Mariah Carey, uh huh. Um, there are you could argue there's a lot of hate for Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas. Wait, that's it, right? Yeah. I'm having a yeah. brain fart. Of course it is. Okay. A lot of people don't want to hear that song anymore. They feel like it's overplayed.
2: See, I still think it's camp? like number one Christmas song every year. Actually, I think there was a study shown that it's the most played Christmas it is. song ever.
0: I year. think that like, goes into the hand of the argument <clears throat> that like people are sick of it. But it is good. It's great. And I actually pulled it up just to
1: like re- kind of remind me a little bit about it. And as I pulled it up on, I mean, it sh- showed a picture of Mariah Carey. And I forgot how attractive she was.
0: She's beautiful.
1: Yeah, she is beautiful. I'll say it. Yeah, she's, she's got day. pipes for sure. She's got some real pipes. So that's uh, I mean, that's probably a top five as well.
0: Sticking From the mainstream on the Bieber thing, if we're staying in the pop music realm, um, the Christmas song made famous by Nat King Cole. Hmm. Um, Bieber has. I think he, Bieber does that song, doesn't he? Mm. Pretty sure he does. I think he does. Um. Anyway, that song is a Christmas classic that I absolutely love. Um, really just like I don't know makes me think of like it's like a cozy song like I want to get cozy when I'm listening to that song have some hot cocoa by a fire oh
2: he does he sings it with Usher
0: oh wow shout out to Usher and Jay beebs um, covering <laughs> that song but I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with a Christmas song that's definitely by some pop stars okay mm-hmm. syncs, Merry Christmas Happy Holidays so yes. great oh, fantastic yeah. shout out Carl I know Carl loves this song Um. Yeah. NSYNC's Christmas album's really good actually. If we're talking pop Christmas albums, um, but this is definitely the best song from that album in my opinion Yeah, no, I agree
1: um, That's I feel like that one's kind of faded away a little bit in appreciation I think oh, everybody sure. needs to fire up a little NSYNC. I mean if you're born in the early 90s or late 80s uh, And it's not part of your Christmas song rotation. You're doing it wrong And it, honestly if you're born any other time, what are you doing? Get that on there So I'm with you there. I think some of the throwbacks that are just great. Um, you, you mentioned, obviously, we talked about Home Alone, but Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, yeah. Brenda Lee, yeah, just an absolute banger. Um, Jingle Bell Rock by Bobby Helms, a classic. Like, yeah, and all these. It's funny because when you hear, I feel like Christmas songs are. Like, you'll think of a song, and you may not know who sings it. You may not know it was Nat King Cole. You may not know it was Brenda Lee.
0: But that's the version you know, and that's the version that you typically appreciate. And I didn't even know, like, who sung those songs until, like, you stopped listening on the radio and you started listening on, well, for you, Apple Music, for me, Spotify, like, um, who those people actually are. Right. Um, Granted, growing up in the house that I grew up in, you just got to know who Sinatra is. So for me, when I hear the classic Christmas songs, like, 90% of the time, it was Frank Sinatra. Um, And out of like the classic artists, who's your favorite? Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, Nat King Cole.
2: I think Bing Crosby.
0: Bing?
1: Yeah. Bing's good. I'm
2: just a big fan of him.
1: Bing Bing is great. It turns out that he is potentially my celebrity grandpa. (laughs) A few days ago, um, I was in the middle of a job interview and I get... (laughs) My phone just starts buzzing like crazy, and it's like a Zoom interview. And I see this group message with, like, 12 people going on. And the very first message sent is... Uh, it was sent by Brooke. Shout out, Brookey B. Um, and it's a picture of Bing Crosby with the caption, I'm not sure if we've seen Berg and Bing Crosby and Or something to the, the effect room. of... I don't think we've ever seen Berg and Bing Crosby in, in the same room ever. And so yeah. I was a little shook. It was during my interview, and I had to, like... Did it get you the away. job,
0: or did it ruin your interview?
1: Round two is tomorrow at three thirty, so we'll find nice. out. So thankfully, I wasn't derailed in a major way. But either way, um, I got to support my uh, apparently my celebrity grandpa, being Crosby. Mm-hmm. Do, by the way, do you think I look like him?
0: Um, I mean, if we're looking at a picture that someone painted of him on an album, Christmas album, and then you—sure,
1: there's some there's some similarities. The similarities. Yeah. Right, okay, well, I'll take that. I bet he was uh, he was a stud back in the day. So. <laughs> Anyway, um, here's a question for you. Christmas shoes. Subscribe or unsubscribe? Oh my gosh, unsubscribe. I unsubscribe to Christmas shoes. Wow. Yeah.
2: It is so sad. So happy, but so sad.
1: It is so sad. It is such a sad song. People, yes. it, it still is consistently played. Were you I, at it, on it? I don't it's know. It's
2: a good song. I'll give you that.
1: I... I don't know how to feel about it, to be honest. I don't know why, but for some reason, like, we I listen to it a lot, My mom likes
0: it. My mom really likes oh, it. Sure. I don't know. It's there's, weird. There's definitely, like, people that. Love well, but it.
2: I mean, Christmas it, is the time of giving. So that's. But why not is the good. kid.
0: But why does it have to give me depression? And why does he get in her shoes, <sighs> yes, man? Yes, I know. I feel like there's other things that he can get. But that's all she wants. But, like, I don't know, man. It's, it's not very long. You're going to tell the mom that she doesn't want Christmas shoes? I'm going to tell the mom that, I don't know, maybe I'll do something a little more sentimental than some Christmas shoe. But
1: it's not what it means to you, it's what it means to her, Kurt. Yep.
0: Whatever. I'm unsubscribed. Call me the Grinch, but if I'm listening to Christmas music, I'm going to have a skip to my step and I'm going to be whistling the tune. I can't whistle about a dead, dying mom in a... na 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 na
1: na Yeah, I think I think I unsubscribe as well. I prefer to have a pep in my step, but to all you... uh People out there that appreciate it, I don't know what to say to you. I think an album
0: that we do need to at least acknowledge, and this is, Emily, you're going to get excited about this, but Michael Buble's Christmas album?
2: Like, the best Christmas album.
0: From start to finish, you think the best?
2: 100%. He is so... So, I feel like Buble is
0: like the modern version of like Martin, Sinatra's all that stuff. So, definitely like there's a nostalgic factor there. And there's, like, that's what my mom always had playing, is that CD. Yeah. Um, so He
1: doesn't try and do too
0: much. He's no. got great range. He's got
1: great... He's uh, a good singer. Yeah, he's just a great singer overall. Um, what's your favorite song on the end? Um,
2: I like the... It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Yeah. But he also sings um, that... What's the creepy song?
0: Baby It's Cold Outside. Baby It's
2: Cold Outside with... Baby, cold outside. I don't want to say her name wrong. Idina Menzel. I, I think know. that's her name. Sounds right. Anyway, she God. has... She is so fantastic as well and they sing it together and it's so good.
0: So, um, and Berg's gonna ask this question, but as a woman, how does that song make you feel?
2: Um, is it, is it time to
0: cancel that song is what we're saying?
2: Well, yes, I would say so, especially in 2020. with what's going on. It's not, it's a pretty bad song. Yeah. Like, the if you think about it, really. I think
0: it does okay until she drops the line, hey, what's in this drink? <laughs> now we're getting date rapey.
2: Yeah, because it's like, at first you think he just wants her to hang out, stay, yeah. stay warm, but yeah, that, I, I could see that. <laughs>
0: you have a good point, Bert. You know what? There's
2: also another line in there where they say like, yeah, uh, like what will the neighbors think Yeah. Like, what does that mean?
0: that she's a hussy and
1: i'm just gonna play devil's advocate with this one but we all knew the lyrics before 2020 and didn't think it was bad then yeah so i guess what changes is it just like we've were just we come naive? to like a higher plane were we naive
0: that's the question i would I say know.
2: i was naive to the lyrics
0: i don't think i don't think i was naive, naive to it i think it, it's catchy i'm gonna always listen <laughs> there was a time like maybe
2: maybe that's I really the problem though is because it's so catchy maybe like seven People years ago was realize. my favorite
0: song Speaking of Elf, when he sings, I was, was going to say, say when she sings, yes. a fantastic scene. I mean, obviously he's in the same room while she showers and there's
2: And she's a fantastic singer. Yeah, she sings. No.
0: I don't know if you guys watch New Girl, <laughs> but apparently Zoe De can sing. They don't hammer that home every 2 seconds. Is it a hot take
1: that Zoe De potentially peaked on Elf? Well,
2: did she do Elf after New Girl? No, Elf was no, no, before. before.
0: I think her peak for me, is 500 Days of Summer. I agree
2: with that.
0: Which came after Elf. It was after
2: Elf.
1: So she was, she was on an upward trajectory
0: yeah. with Elf. Okay, that's yeah, fair. Hot take: I think she looks better as a blonde.
2: It's not hot. I don't agree with you. But you like her as a brunette.
0: Yeah. I like right. her as a blonde.
1: Really and maybe because I'm annoyed with Jess. Can't. Jess. And that's it's annoying. just like she sucks, man. And that's my like most of my exposure to brunette Zoe Deschanel is. Yeah. Yeah. So I think,
2: she's, I even though I love New Girl,
1: New Girl's a hilarious show. And I feel like Jess is good in it. She's
2: mm-hmm. just, she's like the, the she's least good at favorite being character. She's
1: just good at being annoying. Yeah. And I think maybe that's the whole thing. Like, it's part of the shtick. I don't know. I don't know what
0: it is, but, but she's New the girl worst part good. about that show, in my but opinion.
2: But, love the show. i watched good. it multiple times. Show's show. good. Em Great loves show. it.
0: I say it's good. Yeah, I really enjoyed
1: it. I remember I started watching it with a girl and then we stopped kind of hanging out. So I kind of stopped watching it. Not just... I don't know why I still enjoyed it, but it's eventually one I'm gonna have to revisit.
0: She does the song. She does the take on "Baby, it's cold outside," but she flips the roles, where she's the, you know, but "Baby, it's cold outside." And yeah, the guy's trying to leave. Which I don't know if that's a healthy like spin on it or whatever. <laughs> um, just comes down to it is you know take it for what it is. Is is the guy is the guy crossing bounds? By convincing her to stay? Like, how many times is no is no?
1: That's a good question. We should ask John Legend. He covered it. And he's part of the, the cancel movement. And so, we should see what, how he feels.
0: Would love to get John. Can we get John on the pod and ask him straight up? Do you think we can make that happen?
1: Legend on the street, ha ha ha, is that he uh, married a girl from Delta. Really? Yeah. Chrissy Teigen. She's from Delta? Delta, Utah. Shout out Jackrabbits.
0: I didn't know if she was from Utah. Mm-hmm. And from so, Delta?
1: Yeah. What? Believe that. it or not. Wow. Very random. Not the airline for those listening. That's
0: what I thought at first. And now there's, there's no way she's from that town of like 200 people in the middle of nowhere. Shout out rabbits.
1: Yeah. So anyway, um, moving <sighs> along, I'm trying to think. Any other Christmas? I feel like, I, I mean, the Taylor Swift initial, the original Christmas album, I think it's actually pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Reliant K Christmas album
0: is fantastic. That's like, for me, what's mostly on repeat is their album. Yeah. Um, wait, let's, let's just. Yeah, let's jump Christmas Lights. Um yeah. by Coldplay is yeah. honestly fantastic.
2: It it is kind of I noticed this year it's kind of a sad song. It's a
0: sadder song. But it's, it's about good. a breakup. Yeah, but it's good. Um but it's really good. Kind of a song that comes in two parts, which sometimes I love. In this case I do. And then Yellow Card covered it, which in my opinion yeah, I like. I like Yellow Card's yeah. version a little bit more just because it's a little bit more me. But Coldplay's version is fantastic. Um let's just let's just Out a few of the pop punk ones here.
1: Okay, first of all, overrated Christmas song. Oh, I have one, Blue Christmas, Elvis. Blue Christmas. Yeah, not that good. Pretty sad. Um,
2: But I love Elvis,
1: and he can sing other songs. Great, but yeah, yeah, I know for me it's
0: tough. And this is crazy because even up to like four years ago, Last Christmas was my favorite Christmas song. But for me right now, T Swift killed that one. By the way, it's pretty tired. It's pretty like whenever anyone puts out a Christmas song, it's Last Christmas. Mm -hmm. So. Um, that one's worn a little thin. I'll probably love it again in a few years, but right now, push and pause on Last Christmas.
2: I think that Nicole and I have very similar um, interest in music. Like we we appreciate the same music.
0: On the pop we, scale, what? Yeah, we we
1: appreciate more yeah, pop music. Pop. We venture into a little more hip hop and because rap. Because
2: he understands that Taylor Swift is truly fantastic. He understands that Justin Bieber is. Truly fantastic. I'm
0: not saying they're not. They're just not always my cup of tea.
2: Yeah, but that's fine. But they're have fantastic. I ever argued against
0: their talent or artistry?
2: Well, no. But unfortunately, you had to listen to Taylor's never released a bad album, but one of her
0: reputation's bad.
2: No, it's it was a bad just album. Not her best album. No,
0: it's it's and not. And that's that, it's when, when we started dating. Was good. when that
2: album came out.
0: Yeah, but it's also just not good. <laughs> I'm I might have to side with Kurt on this one. It's a divergence. I, like she she. I still love I, I still I love know. Taylor. I still well, love Taylor, makes but Taylor Swift good is that she's always kind of just been herself, and then she tried to diverge too much from herself to be a villain in that album, and it just wasn't good. And I respect it because she kind of did her own thing. She tried, but it's just not. She tried and missed on that one. Yeah, it's great to try that, but she missed.
1: And that, that because it's Taylor Swift, like she's always going to have a couple good songs on there yeah. at least, which she does on Reputation yeah. as well. But uh,
2: but her song Christmas Tree Farm is really it's really yeah cute that too.
1: one's good. Um isn't that kind of sad though? Is Christmas it Christmas Tree Farm?
2: No. I don't think so.
1: Well I don't know. Just like all those trees are with their brothers and sister trees and then they come and get cut down and die. Taken to another place Dude, and
2: die.
0: Christmas trees lives are sad. They it's it's they, a song
2: about um her experiences as a child, I believe. they oh. her parents own a Christmas tree farm.
0: Yeah. Oh okay. um Pop Punk side of songs that I think people should listen to for sure. Um Newfound Glories, Nothing for Christmas, is great. Right. Um, you Shoot Your Out. I'm getting... The, it's something else. You Shoot Your Out by Fall Out Boy. Definitely was like a mainstay Christmas forever for me. Um, Ho Ho Hopefully by The Main. Really, really good. Um, I'm going to miss a ton of these for sure. Blink-182. Um, what's the one? The Christmas song. Um, happy Holidays. No, not that one. I'll get it here. Um, it's a classic. I'm going to probably actually use this song because... To respect Blink-182, I'm going to use this song as the intro okay. on um, the pod, but hold on. Why? I don't know which one. I Won't Be Home for Christmas. Mm. Duh. Um, really good. Shout out Blink to that to that song classic. Um, X-Miss by Newfound Glory, EX-Miss. Um, obviously, classic pop punk, Sappy, I Broke Up With A Girl song, Aww. Um, which is great. Um. Slay Ride else? by Reliant K is really Slay good. Sleigh Ride's the best on, if you're going to listen to Reliant K's Let It Snow, Baby Let It Rain Dear, um I think Slay Ride, in my opinion, is the best on that album. Yeah. Would you agree? And
1: Good King Wenseless. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a hilarious song. But yeah, Slay Ride is for sure the best on that great.
0: album. Is it Wenseless or Wenselins song? Wins- good King Wenseless. Good King Wenseless. Oh, I don't know. Man, oh I, that was bad. I should probably cut that out. That's not gonna be great. No, you
2: definitely need to leave that in. You love that? I think everybody needs to hear that you two just tried to. Well, we just tried to hit that. It, it's it's super high pitched it. in yeah, the song.
0: We need That's you fine. to sing it probably.
2: No, I'm okay. Do you know Emily was in choir? Oh.
1: No, nah, it's gonna bug me. And yeah, let's hear it. In. In choir.
2: No, I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> you know what though? I've been singing Jamie Silent Night every night, and he loves that song. Yeah.
0: Should that's I like add
2: a it? kind of somewhat religious. Well, I guess it's a lot great. of Christmas songs are religious, but For that sure. one is like a very good awesome. song to sing in church uh, every Christmas. My mom's
0: favorite Big Christmas fan. song was "Silent Night." No, it was "Oh Holy Night." Sorry, oh,
2: that's also, a good
0: one. "Oh Holy Night's classic. We yeah. didn't even it's think so about like more religious things. And yeah, I don't know. I mean,
1: I feel like a lot of the well, I feel like a fair amount of the songs that we do like by even just like regular mainstream sure. artists like cover yeah. those songs too, and they're sure. all, they're all good. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. Yeah. So, those are our takes on Christmas music. It's very, a little messy, but that's fine. It's probably a little messy. This is a real conversation. That's how it goes. Um, but this year is going to be interesting. So, let's not think about the activities we're going to do this year, because who knows what they're going to be. But if we're having a normal December cold, what's your favorite Christmas type activity? Um, I feel like
1: there isn't like one activity, like in particular that makes it but it's like the culmination of a bunch of like just t- traditional typical activities like you need to go caroling once you need to go ice skating once you need to go sledding once do you
0: mean once a year or once once during
1: on? like once in like december you like i feel carol, like huh i didn't know you went christmas caroling i feel like i don't know like through a neighborhood or something like i feel like that's like a thing where families go or like whatever like i feel like caroling's the thing um
2: i did that with my church group every year.
1: Yeah, like that's pretty a pretty standard thing. I feel like you have to have at least one or two Christmas parties with a white elephant. Um, yeah, white
0: elephant's classic.
1: I'm trying, like my favorite, like non-family like family related, because obviously you've got like the traditional family stuff. Um, I'm trying to think. My favorite Christmas activity. It might, it might be ice skating.
0: It that, might be ice skating, that's like fantastic. that's like that's just
1: like it's random, but it's fun to get out on the ice. Generally, it involves like a dinner or something before. It definitely yeah. involves some hot chocolate.
0: Throw on your bowers. Do you have bower skates or just rent?
1: Uh, definitely just rent. Same. Shout out Jack Bauer. He's come up twice in the last two podcasts. Weird. He's catching like, up to Demari Carroll, so we gotta give the junkyard dog a shout, <laughs> shout out. I out have
0: the uh, junkyard dog. Um, I like that one, Cole. I, I honestly didn't expect you to say that. Yeah, I feel like
1: it's something I've done more recent over probably like in my twenties, and it's just like it's a great time.
0: So for me, I think gingerbread houses are my favorite. Em, do you agree?
2: That yeah. Is it your
0: absolute favorite?
2: Okay, but I actually feel like that activity has become a thing in my life since I've been dating you.
0: And honestly, it wasn't a thing that I really did. Actually, yeah, I've been doing gingerbread houses for a while, but um, didn't get too into them though until we started. It's a really good like couple thing you can do is like build a gingerbread house together.
2: Or like the first year we did it. I built the gingerbread house, and you all watched the jazz game.
0: Yeah, that was when Brooke and Carl were in town. We watched it at our pad. Do you remember who they played? No, you probably do. that. I actually don't this time. That's what I'm trying to think. Weird. I'm sure
1: we won, but um, no. Yeah, gingerbread houses are a classic. I feel like I don't know. They're they're fun to make. I've never been the most like creative or like crafty person they're on the hard. planet. They're, they're kind of hard to make, but. I am a huge fan. My, arguably my favorite part of the, obviously hanging out with you guys was great. But it's funny. I don't think I had a date when you guys came over to my house to make it. So, and I didn't. So I'm like, screw that. I'm not making one. But you guys left. Everybody left theirs. And so like throughout the next few days, I would just kind of pick at it. And that was a huge win on yeah. my part. Just the I love graham different. crackers with frosting on it. Like, that's such It's such like a simple treat. But it's so good. It's really Plus, good. Plus all the little goodies. So I'm a
0: fan of that too. You always have to have your calling card with gingerbread houses. Mine is making Santa's sleigh. Yeah. Um, him his little sleigh. You might get a little like twizzler action for the ropes, mm-hmm. um candy canes for the sleigh part, a little Right. And then the animal crackers, the frosted animal crackers, you know the white and pink yeah. ones. You know, those are the reindeer. Oh, classic. And then on the one. Do front I know one, the white and pink ones? My bad. A my classic
1: bad. froyo addition to my part.
0: My bad. And then you get a little twizzler and put it on the front one, you got Rudolph. It's a great time. Yeah, that's good. You know what? Shout out to Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. What a great Christmas character, man.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: I just i like rudolph yeah
1: you know a, a lot of christmas characters are flawless in a way but rudolph has his flaws he overcomes them it's kind of like the everyman's tale yeah he, him and tiny tim he is for
0: <laughs> he is a range tiny tim have polio honestly it's charles dickens um he probably has something a little worse than polio whatever it may be
2: wait but if you're gonna bring up a christmas carol like shouldn't we have talked about that
0: wait what like, do you mean? Like the original?
2: The movie, the story. Well we talked the about play. it. You guys hated
0: it. Muppet Christmas Carol.
2: That was the, and Muppet, the Muppet version What the
0: Here's the thing. So the Jim Carrey version of the animated one, it's fine. What makes the Muppet Christmas Carol so good is Rizzo the Rat and Gonzo play the narrators.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay, we're gonna move past this. The thing uh, is is
1: I can't compete with your passion for it. Yeah. Like, maybe you're even persuading me a little bit. It's really good. It's good. It's good. I'm taking back the really. It's good.
0: Thank you. <laughs> well, not thank you for the okay. really. It's a great... It's, it's great. Okay. Okay, let's move let's on. Let's move past this. Emily, what's your favorite tra- uh, tradition or well, activity? It doesn't even have to be a tradition.
2: Well, my family has always... Um, we, have, we haven't done it recently because my grandma's getting older, but we've always... Everybody makes a couple cookies, and then we get together, and we make big plates of cookies, and we give them to all our friends and neighbors... Is my favorite thing to do around Christmas. Can't wait
1: to be on the receiving end of that this oh, year. Oh, you
0: will be.
2: Yeah, you will be. Good. Because they are good cookies. So, and
1: Crumble, if you're still listening, which I'm sure you are because I know you guys are tuned in a lot. Um, we're not necessarily yeah. cheating on you, but you're homemade still our homemade. sponsors, but homemade is homemade.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, one thing that Emily's family does is a live nativity every Christmas Eve. And okay. Emily, Emily actually plays baby Jesus every year. Wow. Wow. So it's a transcendent role.:
2: I truly and I nothing against Christ and nothing against uh, a nativity this might be the most but, fire Oh, take here we all go. Time. I truly despise the live nativity.
0: She hasn't been in it in a long time.
2: There was um, one particular year where I was alone, and my grandmother made me an angel and I was
0: How old were you?
2: This was like right before I met you.
0: You were in your 20s and you had to be in it.
2: I was very unhappy about it. My grandma absolutely loves it, and so we do it for her, which is totally okay.
1: Sometimes you got to bite the bullet. Yep. And speaking of like favorite activities, like my favorite part about Christmas time is for sure like New Year's Eve and Christmas Day with the family. Obviously, who's isn't, but like. Yes. Christmas Eve, you mean? What'd I say? New Year's. Did I really? Yeah. It's definitely not New Year's Eve. It's it's still part of the season, which uh, we have a great podcast ready for that, but. uh, Yeah, I mean, that's what Christmas is all about for the most part. Family, obviously friends, but um, just the the funny little traditions that you have um, on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, they're classics, that's the best part. But
0: Yeah, um, I agree. And a funny thing, too, that I'm getting into as an adult is, you know, we talked about this last year, we get so excited we'd literally throw up before (laughs) Christmas. (laughs) Once Uh, or twice. I'm so excited. Like, I get more and more excited to give gifts, which I think is a huge character development for me from being a narcissist at an early age to maybe, you know, my heart's grown th- three sizes or whatever it is um, over the years. So i um, looking forward to now that we have a kid and potentially future kids, if Emily can get on that uh, <laughs> bandwagon with me, um, the traditions that we'll come up with of our own traditions that we take from each other's family and, and it'll, be, it'll be a good time. I'm, I'm honestly most excited about that going forward.
2: And we've already taken some family traditions and made them our own yeah so
0: so um Colb, anything that we're leaving out that we are our, our listeners are going to give us guff for not talking about christmas activities do you have like a um
1: like a most memorable not like in a good way but like most memorable like christmas memory
0: that you want to share what mean not in a good way?
1: I don't know. Just like where you're hoping for like a certain present back when we were narcissists and like you wanted a present and like- And I didn't get it. You didn't get it. Or even worse,
0: like your brother got it. We never had that. I think like the big gifts ended up being things that we would share anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, the best Christmases were like, I got a few Lego sets, a few like- Action figures, whatever. Yeah, I think on the last pod we talked about our favorite gifts ever we've ever received. Right. Which is a narcissistic thing to
1: say, but we're eight, so who cares? Yeah.
0: The year the I really wanted a PlayStation Two when they came out. I didn't get one that year. I got M or uh, my my parents got me the Xbox. I think I told the story um, on the last pod, but the Xbox year was the year following. But I was pretty disappointed that I didn't get uh, PlayStation Two. So, what about you? I remember
1: there was one year, might have been in like, I think it was my first year in Arizona, it's like 2000, the Christmas of 2000, and uh, I was big into the Pokemon cards at that point in time, and the games and stuff, and uh, I remember, for whatever reason, my little sister, she's two years younger, she thought Pokemon cards were cool too, I don't know, I think she just wanted to be like, be like Berg, yeah, be like me, and uh, I remember my parents, like they were in our stockings, I got got a pack of cards, I opened mine up, it's an, I get Articuno. You get one star. You get one rare card per pack. Yeah. Sometimes if it's a trainer, it's just a really bad day. Sometimes it's an actual Pokemon. I got a Holographic Articuno. Pretty dope. Great day so far. Pretty high on cloud nine. Really stoked about it. Didn't have that one. Then my sister proceeds to open up her pack. Gets a Holographic Charizard. Oh. Honestly wrecked for... The arguably the rest of my Christmas morning. Serious, I was man. so bugged because I knew she didn't care about it as much as I did. She did not care about Pokemon as much as I did. Did you say anything to her? N- n- I couldn't find the words. I don't remember saying <laughs> anything to her, but I know she was kind of like, neener, 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 look what I got that you didn't. Rubbing it in. Wow. She triggered me, man. She got me good. Wow. I know. I know. It was, that, was, that was one of the, the rougher uh,
0: memories of my youth from a, a Christmas standpoint. And was there anything that you wanted? Do you have like a heartbreaking story like Colby? A Charizard holographic that you didn't get but say Chase or Marin, Who oh. won't appreciate it as much, yeah. did?
2: No. What's your holographic there was, Charizard? There was one year that Chase and I wanted a cat. This was before Marin and Nathan were born. We wanted a cat, which I will thank my parents now for not getting us the cat. But they did tell Sorry. us we could have the cat if we... Took care of it? No, if we got along... And
0: Santa's elves are always watching. We started
2: fighting. Yep. We started fighting and they said, fine, you don't get the cat. And now that I'm an adult, I realize they were never going to get us the cat. They were truly just waiting for us to fight so they could tell us we weren't getting the cat. And I'm so grateful they didn't. That's good
0: parenting. 101 right there. Great parenting.
2: But no, my parents, my parents really love Christmas and they.
0: They go a little overboard.
2: Really love going overboard. And so.
0: Are we going to be like that?
2: Um... I have a hard time I mean, already. I'm answer that Kurt, for you.
0: Yes, you will be. Yeah. yeah.
2: Kurt specifically has a very hard time.
0: How are we going to handle Santa Claus? What do you mean? Like how... What are we going to... Are we just going to do... Are we going to have... I mean, are we going to be straight up and just like... Do the Santa Claus thing until he figures out his own? Is there going to be a time when we tell him that it's not real? Are we going to tell... I, are we going to pretend they're Santa Claus? Are we just going to go straight... We're
2: the, we're the people here. I mean, I think the way that my parents handled it was really good because I was, I think, in fifth grade and I had a friend who laughed at me for believing in Santa. So I went to my parents and I said, this is, you know, I asked them the saddest question of a child's entire life and they just said, well, what do you think? And I told them and they said, okay, then that is what it is. So they never told me specifically, I just had to figure it out. But then, of course, a couple of years, because I had little siblings and I, I wanted to play Santa and they were like, no, you're still the kid.
0: Interesting. What's your take
1: on... I don't know, man. I don't know.
2: That's hard. I've
1: gone back and forth. I feel like I loved growing up believing in Santa. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it was the coolest thing. And I think I told the story on the last on the last Christmas episode we did last year where, like, my belief in Santa was waning maybe around, like, your dad third the grade. Right, and right. my dad pulled the crazy... I mean, and it was so, like, it was so basic and so well thought out, but he got me good. And I don't... For our new listeners, because we have a couple hundred thousand more, um, basically what happened was in, in, at our home in Arizona, everybody has like, oh, <laughs> rockstar down. Um, everybody has those like family rooms, those like nice rooms. It's a, we call it like the nice room the, that you the never room go no in. One sits in, the room that no one sits in unless like the home teachers come by or you have somebody that you really don't want to like invite into your home comes by, but yeah, they need to like, like a come vampire. in yeah. like a vampire or yeah, skeletons or something. Anyway, um, so we weren't allowed to go in there. We weren't allowed to make messes. We weren't allowed to do anything. But that's where the Christmas tree was and the presents were. Anyway, we I laid cookies and stuff out for Santa the night before. And then that next morning, we get up and we're about to go in that room. And my dad starts like freaking out. And he's like a pretty cool, calm, and collected dude. And so when he gets mad, like it's really weird and kind of like unsettling. Uh-huh. And there were crumbs on the floor in the really nice room. Sam. And my dad was livid, absolutely livid and... He was pissed at Santa for for making crumbs and like making a mess in the nice room and so that made you believe hard. Yeah, because there's no way that my dad would do that to his own carpet. Yeah. There's no way. Honestly, But your he did dad's it to keep genius. the dream alive.
2: He's a genius.
1: He's a genius and that honestly probably prolonged my belief in Santa for another 3 years. That's fair.
2: <laughs> I think that's great.
1: It's great. It worked out. But at the same time, there's always the like debate like do we want to purposely like mislead our kids because you know, into believing something yeah. that's really not there. Yeah. when in a world where...
0: It's all about consumerism in the, anyway. It's all about just like buying things.
1: Yeah, and it's just like... Just a principle of like... Lying. Really like lying to your kids. But I feel like honestly, that's the Scrooge mentality. And I'm absolutely going to have my kids believe in Santa. Mm-hmm. And eventually they'll find out that he's not real. But I'm going to keep it going as long as I can.
0: I agree. I, I mean, I'm just excited to like be on the other end. Yeah. Because the one thing about like growing up too and like, you know, growing up, getting married, having kids, things like that, is like your perception on the world starts changing. Like the easiest example is like when I'm watching a movie that's about say like a relationship between a father and the son, mm-hmm. like I always related more to the kid. Yeah. And now I'm starting to relate more to the adult right. and the parent in that situation. So movies are like changing for me, even movies I've seen a thousand times over. Christmas is something that I've experienced at this point 29, 30 30 times in my life. Sorry. Um, and it's going to start changing for me. So I'm excited to be on the opposite end going forward. For yeah. sure. For sure. And kind of piggybacking on that. I remember, and I think I
1: maybe told this story last time too, but I just remember there was a girl, kind of like Emily was saying, in my first grade class. She was my crush. Oh. Shout out to Courtney McIntosh, wherever you are. Um,
0: Courtney McIntosh.
1: Ultimately... She and her family never believed in Santa, and I was—I crush- always had a crush on this girl until it came Christmas time. So halfway through the semester, and she was like talking about like, how her family didn't believe in Santa, and any sort of attraction that I had for her out the window, straight out the window. And she kind of became—I'm not going to say she was an outcast to the rest of the class, but everybody from that day forward, everybody thought a little bit differently about Courtney McIntosh. Even though I thought she was a babe at the time.
2: You know, the girl who made fun of me, her family were Scientologists. Really? Yeah.
1: Interesting. So, so shout um, out to them for upholding their beliefs in a... Can you blame
2: the
0: class though? That's a hot take to come screaming out in oh, second grade. Or absolutely
1: not. Do I regret it? No, I don't. She got what she deserved. She got what she deserved. <laughs> and <laughs> I remember she had a hard time understanding what hot dog, folding hot dog style versus hamburger style was. And so, I mean, after that it was like... Yeah, the, the IQ was low already. Work. No, it we're can't.
0: St- we're already working with half yeah. a deck at that point. Yeah. Um, Berg, you told me something. You tried eggnog for the first time. You want to talk about it?
1: Yeah, another weird thing. So I feel like most of our listeners at this point know that I have an interesting relationship with food. And when I say have, I mean had. Um, not so much anymore. But there are some things that have slipped through the cracks. Like in the past, there have been lots of things that i would never tried before, like an egg or salad or anything until like I was like 20. Um, one of those things, or a couple things that have made their way even uh, further into my life that I've still never tried one would be ranch dressing still going strong I don't know if that's something to be proud of or not but
0: the listeners can't hear my eye roll but I definitely it's it's real eyes.
1: and same with Emily's and then interestingly enough eggnog was another thing uh-huh. i had never tried an egg until I was like 19 or 20 and randomly egg? enough an egg I made my first egg yeah I
0: think I had turned 20 I remember making it I didn't a fried that. egg Emily What's your take on Berg not trying an egg till he was 19 years old?
2: I mean, it's just funny because I was talking to Berg a couple weeks ago about how I needed to be healthier, and he told me to eat eggs every day.
0: And now
1: I have, our, I have like three eggs a day. I make a little I omelet. Because need more protein. Because you need more protein. And uh, the healthy linoleic acids and all the other things that come along with it. Ultimately, we're getting away from it here. So eggs seemed gross when I was younger. So why would I ever drink a drink called eggnog? Just sounded weird, didn't sound good. It always just planted itself in the territory of I'm never going to try that in my brain. Uh And so I never did when I was younger. And then it just like, it kind of went away. Like, I don't know, like people... It's not something that's always around. It isn't. But I feel like this weekend I had some like, it was like some cinnamon, like it was some like cinnamon Southern Comfort is the brand. And it was like, it was very... It had a very subtle cinnamon taste to it because it was sprinkled with something, and it was really, really good. You liked it. It was way good.
0: Is it something that you can drink a lot of though? No, exactly. It's super
1: rich. It's something that you want to like, just you know, have a little bit of. Maybe it's like it. It was almost desserty, but uh, yeah, for sure. Moving forward, I'll definitely probably have at least a carton of eggnog in my fridge this this year. That's good. Just to sip on.
0: Look up some recipes. Get on Pinterest. Find out what's out there. For Is you Pinterest know? still a thing? Um,
2: oh yeah, I'm always on Pinterest.
0: Okay, yeah, <laughs> they
2: have great recipes too.
0: I believe that. Um, But I would
2: just buy it at the store.
0: (laughs) Tommy Wilding makes a great eggnog homemade. Shout out to Tommy. I had no idea. He does. Um, So, my little snippet on eggnog is um, the first time I tried it, it was my dad's spiked eggnog with whatever alcohol goes in eggnog. I was very young.
2: We looked this up. I think it was Bailey's or something.
0: It could, yeah. Whatever that. Bailey's Irish Cream, I think is what it is. Um... And it took me a long time to get over that. Uh, when you're a five-year-old kid and that hits your lips, when you're expecting something that's called eggnog, it um, does some damage. Probably lights you up a little bit. Uh, definitely didn't get down the hatch. Got in the mouth and got right back on the floor. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, my, that's, my, that's what happened to me. Um, so, even now, like, when I taste it, that's just, just not for me. When you get that cinnamon-flavored one? We should try it. Down your, down your gullet, see how you feel? <laughs> <laughs> I'll try it. I'll try it if you bring it. Em, do you like eggnog?
2: Um, I do. I grew up drinking it. My dad, he could drink a whole gallon of it in one night. But my dad mixes like three-fourths eggnog and then a quarter of regular milk.
1: Interesting. I'm curious. it's too
2: thick for him. Yeah.
1: I wonder how much egg actually goes in the eggnog. I don't know. I don't know.
2: That's a good question. And what's the
0: whole like salmonella Nog. thing?
1: Yeah, exactly. Apparently, I don't think that's a real thing. Salmonella? People, people like, well no, that is a real thing, but like getting it from eggs... I think it's a could happen type thing. Possibly, yeah. Maybe you're right. And yeah, um, yeah. Interesting. I don't know. Either way, I'll have a lot more eggnog this year.
0: Okay. Um. Keep it rolling, really quick. Uh, we're going. We're going pretty long here. Um. Cole, anything specific on your Christmas list to Santa this year? Anything specific? And don't give me this like peace on earth thing. I was gonna say
1: I really just want. An NBA championship, (laughs) but that's not going to happen until later this year. Um, Random things, like some people ask me, like my parents, because they still feel obligated to get me stuff, you know, what do you want, this and that, and uh, I kind of want one of those those Apple, like, so I have a Bose, like, portable speaker that's way good, but it just, like, it totally just crapped out, it's just, like, the insides are fried, I don't know what the heck happened, so I need a new, like, portable speaker, the Apple one looks pretty dope, so I asked for one of those. We'll see if that comes the my way.
0: Home pod Yeah, the HomePod. Those are cool, man. I think it's pretty sweet. And then you get the HomePod minis, and you can put them throughout your house. Yeah. And, you're like, jam the same stuff. Right. Throughout. But my house
1: is so small that it probably doesn't matter. But, yeah, I know what you mean. Whatever. But I know. So maybe one of those. And then, uh, who knows? Just, yeah, peace on earth. True love. <laughs> you know. All I want for Christmas is you. And you know who you are out there. Ooh. Ooh grass is greener,
0: huh? Um... One thing I asked for was the new Xbox, and I don't think Emily got it for me. Do you want to talk about this, Anne?
2: Yes, I would like to talk about this. Okay. For all those who have researched the Xbox, it's nowhere to be found. It's also $500, and we have a kid who needed a new car seat. Also, I did try to tell you... She's saying were, she,
0: she's saying I, that she didn't buy it, but she winks every time she so says I,
2: it. So I, I did, yes, I did sit you down and say I really need you to understand that you're not getting the Xbox this year. And, and I know you it's a farce. Laughed, I'm getting it. You laughed and said, "Oh yeah, my mom used to tell me that, and then she'd get it for me every year." <laughs> yeah. So now I'm just feeling.
0: She's doubling down right now. I know I'm getting it.
2: It's not happening. We'll have we'll have
1: a recap. <laughs> after christmas and uh we'll have to we'll have a live check-in on the status of the marriage <laughs>
0: Yikes. we'll see because our marriage is definitely writing on whether or not she gets this for me <laughs> um and what? what are you asking for for christmas she gave me a whole list do you want me to go through i can't say it in front
1: of her what's what's like the main thing on the top of your mind that you'd like for christmas
2: um, and yeah this
1: can by the way these are all narcissistic things it's okay we can we can want things
2: yeah i mean i just always want clothes I didn't ask for anything in particular No, but I'm
0: considering Jamie's car seat her gift.
2: That is not my gift. It is. That's not fair. It's
0: a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, well, I, I, well, I'm cool with him riding in his for old car kid. seat for at least another year. Yeah. Can he?
2: No, he can't.
0: Oh. Um, it's
2: unsafe. He's too big. Um, yeah, I didn't...
1: Clothes are scary, by the way.
2: I sent him specifics. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Good. Good.
2: And he still ordered the incorrect things.
1: Mm, how do you I know? know? Whoa! No. Is someone yes. peeking under the trees? Someone looking in no. mommy and daddy's closet? I'm getting
0: thrown under the bus right now. She sent me okay. links to things that okay. I messed up on a jacket. I got the wrong color. She also sent me a link to these jeans that had options of length. Uh oh. And the color was right. And so I figured, okay, that means that whatever else needs to be specified is also correct with this link she sent me. And I got the wrong ones, and now they're sold out. So
2: it's okay.
1: This is kind Can of you a hear side the disappointment question. In that? Yeah, there's there's a little disappointment, but when when it comes to Christmas, when you guys were kids, were you peekers?
2: No.
0: Kurt, Kurt? Yeah.
2: How did you peek?
0: Well, okay. Okay. Kurt,
2: Kurt will go and shake his gifts. I'm a,
0: I'm a gift shaker and a guesser. And then it always felt like a game for me to try and f- find where they were hidden. I wouldn't necessarily divulge and find, like, if I found them, like, go and look at everything. Right. But I'd probably ruin one if I found them. And here's the thing. I, I am a very good seeker in the terms of, like, I'm a good egg finder and Easter eggs. I take pride in this thing. So, it was almost a challenge of, like, okay, who can out- outsmart who this year? Right. You know what I mean?
1: So, did your parents ever, like, outsource and, like, hide them at your neighbor's house or something? Uh, I to came point? to that at some yeah. point,
0: yeah.
1: I was never a peeker. I never wanted to ruin Christmas. Like, obviously, I thought followers. Santa... I, I was like, why would I look right now? Santa's gonna, like, get or bring most of it anyway. And so, like... And then my parents, like, I knew where some stuff was, like, wrapped in, in stuff. But, like, I didn't want to do any any searching. For some reason, like, I could hold out strong. It just made Christmas morning that much better.
2: Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: But...
2: It was so hard, but one time I did accidentally see a gift, and I was so disappointed that I saw it because it would have been so what was wonderful it? to get on Christmas. Was it for me? No, no. This was when I was a kid. What was it? I don't remember what it was. Oh. I just remember. I just remember finding one of my mom's hiding places. Mm. Which, interestingly enough, it's always her closet. It's always been her closet. So now a honey hole. No, go near her closet. You found the
1: honey
0: hole. Yeah. Mom's closet. Come on.
1: It's the treasure chest at the end of the rainbow. Yeah. Good times. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun Christmas year. Yeah, there's gonna be a
0: lot too. Um just like future pod like tiny I don't know, tiny loose ends here or whatever. Um we will be doing a another heavy jazz podcast around Christmas time that's gonna be more so about the beginning of the NBA season. So we did this one early for people to marinate um, and get the Christmas stuff out of the way, right? That's right, yep. Emily, how would you feel on your debut on the pod?
2: It was a great experience.
0: Are you going to ever do it again?
2: I mean, I don't have a reason to, because you guys usually mostly talk about sports.
0: Um, not always usually, but yeah, sometimes. But, Every other.
2: But, yeah, often.
0: We can, we can bring you and in I, for like the, the top five most handsome players currently in the NBA or something.
2: You guys almost did that last year, I think. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't think it's a secret that Donnie is my number one so
1: he's a good number one shout out donnie he's my number one too he's a good looking guy
2: yeah
1: well kurt should we wrap it up like a gift put it under the tree let people listen to it yeah i think so we've got 25 days till christmas so you put this thing on repeat we'll get those plays up we'll get more sponsors one of these days so one thing that we had teased and we haven't fully unwrapped it yet is is crumble offered to give away a free box of cookies to one of our listeners um we'll have like a little like a little Easter egg throughout the pod. And if you guys send us a DM when you hear the Easter egg, we'll hit you up with some cookies.
0: Are we doing that this time? No, but it's coming. So
1: okay. make sure you, that everybody's listening to the entire episode, whether it's an hour, two hours, three hours, tune in so you get your
0: free cookies. Free cookies, guys. Wow, how many podcasts offer that? I'm answer that for you, Kurt. None. There you go.
2: Well, a lot of them aren't done in Utah as well. Cookies are only a Utah thing
0: um well Well, another
1: reason why we're the best state
2: yeah okay we have
0: listeners all around we'll figure out whatever you know i know that your million listeners
2: aren't just in utah but i'm just saying
0: yeah but i would say like utah does love their hometown kids and the fact that we've made it Mm -hmm. they're definitely a lot of utah listeners yeah we're like the jimmer but and we cover the jazz a lot (laughs) um great so fun episode i love christmas i love you guys um i'm signing off berg Signing off. Merry Christmas, everybody. Love you guys. M say Merry Christmas.
2: Merry Christmas. Bye.